0: Hey, what's up guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Second Opinion Podcast, episode number 268. It's your boy Celab back again, and man, has it, things have, things been crazy, bro. Man, we've been so busy. Uh, I got a little sick, got a little under the weather, uh, had things going on left and right, helping my brother move stuff. Work was crazy. There's a lot of explanations, um, but none of them are good enough for us not doing the podcast uh, on a consistent basis, but it is uh, Wednesday the 10th, um, and uh, we are very excited for this episode, but it is a solo cast, your boy Celeb is doing it by himself this time, um, and in the coming weeks, things are just going to be changing a little bit here and there, there's going to be some episodes to do by myself, there's going to be some episodes to do with my boy Bolts Hopefully there's going to be some episodes I do with my boy Bolts and my boy TJ, aka T. Spray Spray. I'd love to have him uh, back on the podcast, but today we've got some great stuff to talk about, so let's go ahead and dive down into it. So as I said, this is Solo Cash, your boy Celebs here by himself. Um, So we're going to go ahead and just talk about what I've been drinking and what I've been gaming. Um, I have been drinking some Blue Moon Belgian White and also Blue Moon Mango Wheat. Definitely make sure to check out the Blue Moon Mango Wheat. It's a great beer to pair with anything like chicken or pork. But of course, Blue Moon Belgian White is the perfect beer to have with good old steak uh, or a BLT or something like that. Well, Well, you know, BLT is pork. But still... Um, or if you're, you know, vegan or anything like that, you know, uh, don't eat the ribeye or the pork. I don't know, man. Like, uh, I don't really know. I don't know anything you could really pair it with possibly a VLT. Um, but you can try it. Who knows? Um, I am, uh, spinning my wheels right now on that comment. So we're just going to keep on moving. Uh, But yeah, I've been having a little bit of Blue Moon. Uh, Also, had some Shiner as well. There was a couple of Shiners in this new pack that I tried out recently, and they were fantastic. Really nice, crisp taste, Shiner beer right here from the great state of Texas. Um, So today, um, I played a little bit of Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 2. I've been getting back into that for some reason. I don't know why, but um, I do that every once in a while. i delete some games I'm bored with, and I'll re-download games that I used to play like all the time. But I've also been playing uh, some some Wolfenstein New Colossus, um, trying to get hyped up for Wolfenstein Youngblood, which is coming soon. Um, And I've been playing Fallout 76 uh, Nuclear Winter, uh, which I am really, really loving. I'm going to talk about that a little bit more um, when we get into the podcast. Um, But I've really, I mean, I'm serious, dude. I've been, I've probably. In the last couple of days, I think I've logged at least twenty something hours or thirty something hours into it. So I mean, it's this, and what's crazy is I'm only a level ten. I have been really sucking at the game. So, anyways, with that being said, uh, let's go ahead and get into who brings this podcast to you guys, and of course, it's the overlords themselves, Cineleaks.com, Gaming Geek. Movies, yeah, that's us. Check us out at Centleaks.com for some of the latest geek news, movie news, and gaming news. Great content and great content creators right over at Centleaks. Also, another amazing company that brings this podcast to your beautiful ears is RealOutreach.com. Our uh, upcoming event for the special screening of. Uh, The Lion King uh, has been fully funded. So uh, even if these events are fully funded and you would like to help us out, You can always go to realoutreach.com and donate money there to help us take some of these kids that are not in the best situations out uh, to the movies and make them feel um, normal uh, again. You know, that's one of the one things, one of the great memories I had as a kid was going to the movies like the magic. Whoops, I'm pushing too many buttons. um, The magic of the movies going and, you know, getting your popcorn, your candy, uh, getting hyped up about it all day. And uh, a lot of these kids are not really in the best situation. Uh, Most of the times with Real Outreach, we take kids from, you know, Children's Hospital. We also take uh, kids that are, um, you know, are uh, in foster care. And I think this This coming up one, it's the Girls Incorporated. Um, So they're taking them uh, to see this as well. And uh, I think that group is uh, about building empowerment for young girls. Um, And definitely make sure to check out realoutreach.com, get a little bit more information about it. But, you know, this is all run by our... Our co-founder of Cinelinks, Jordan, and he's just such a great guy, dude. And we also want to give a big shout out to Funko Pop. Funko did an amazing, amazing thing. Sent us a couple of boxes of the exclusive um, Lion King Pops. And we're going to be able to give those away to the people that are going to that screening. So... Thank you so much for helping us out, and if you want to help us out yourself, head on over to realoutreach.com. So we're going to lead down into video games coming soon. So video games coming soon. We got Dragon Quest Builders 2 coming out July 12th. Um, our- uh amazing amazing team member Katie aka Cake Bites was able to play this at E3 so make sure to head over to cineleaks.com and check out her hands-on impressions of this game uh and then during QuakeCon Wolfenstein Youngblood launches July 26th uh this is a pretty big QuakeCon this year uh it is the year of doom but what is also awesome is that it's a first time for QuakeCon or Bethesda, id Software, the people that run QuakeCon, to actually do two QuakeCons at one time. There's going to be a QuakeCon in Texas as always. And then there's also going to be a QuakeCon in London. So, bam, I am super, super excited for everybody that is across seas. that gets to go to the first ever London QuakeCon. It is so, so awesome. Um, and, of course, with it being the week of, uh, or the weekend, of Wolfenstein Youngblood launching, I hope everyone plans on picking this game up. I think it is actually launching at $39, and it's going to be larger than any Wolfenstein game um, in this series yet, and also it's going to be co-op, bro. It's going to be full-on crazy-ass co-op. So definitely make sure to check it out. And then we have Remedies Control, which comes out August 27th. So it's a crazy mind-bending game, but you know uh, we got to give everything a chance, even if it doesn't. It doesn't look the norm. We still got to give it a chance, so I plan on giving it a chance. I know I've had uh, a few hands-on impressions that I've read, or I guess, you know, gameplay impressions uh, that I've read. Uh, I've really kept this game off my radar, to be honest with you, but the things that I've read online, it seems like a total mindfuck, so let's do this. I am down for anything super crazy, Um, and plus, Remedy actually just got back the rights of Alan Wake, so uh bought back the rights from xbox and that is a really big thing uh so hopefully we're gonna see another alan wake game come too which is definitely a mind fuck um anyway so with that being said we're gonna get down into a couple of discussion pieces um and uh it's kind of a merger of like gaming news whatever else but um i have something to admit guys something really crazy to admit I am giving Fallout 76 another chance. Uh, And with that other chance, I plan on doing an update to my review um, because I think Bethesda Game Studios um, and Bethesda as a whole deserves another chance uh, because they have always been about their players. They've always been about their players. No ifs, ands, or buts. Look back at their track record. Look at look back at the history of the games that they've released in just the last 10 years. See, look at the scores and, and really look at the presentation of the game. Look at what they've done for the fans. Um, and, you know, really think about it before you kind of react to Fallout 76. Because to be honest with you, um, I would say that I didn't react. I don't think I... I don't think I lost my shit, but I was upset. I was upset the way that 76 launched. But you know what, dude? Like, they have really, really tried to change the game and make it better. Um, And I can't help but say that people out there that are still dogging on it are just dogging on it just to fucking do it. You know, like, it's very aggravating to me. Because yes, the game launched bad. Yes, it should have launched better. We understand that that's that's said that's done with let's move on from that. Okay? Um, what we need to be excited for though uh the main thing that we really really need to be excited for is what is to come to the series and of course with the announcements of npcs with these visual updates that that we've already seen glitch updates we've already seen um more content and more story coming to um fallout 76 Appalachia, and all this other stuff for Appalachia. um I can't help but, as a Fallout fan, a Bethesda fan, to get excited for this because I think that um, I think that the game um, I think the game got the criticism that it deserved when it first launched, but I still think the game has a bad rap now, um, even though they have done changes to it. Um, a friend of mine, actually uh, Chris, um, he plays this game a lot, played it a ton on PC. Well, I don't know if he plays it a lot now, but when it launched, him and me kind of. I wouldn't say we had a back and forth, but we kind of had a little bit of disagreements. Uh, I posted my review. Uh, I gave it a 2.6 out of 5 and said that I had a lot of high hopes for Fallout 76, but it's not the game it should have been whenever it first launched, um, but he was playing it on PC and he was able to, to get into all these games that had full, I mean like the, the worlds were full of people. Because there was a ton of people online playing it, but on console, that wasn't the case. There was a lot of times I logged in and I had maybe, I think, I think there was one time I logged in and there was eight people in that big ass map and I was upset. I was really mad because I was like, damn dude, like how am I supposed to play this? Like it is an online based game that is wrapped pretty much around co-op and I can't even get online to play with anybody. None of my friends had it. So I had to try to base it on people playing it online. And whenever I got on there, that wasn't the case. Um, but since then, I have jumped on there and played it. And there has been a lot of times I've run into people online more. The overall game is better. The load time's faster. The world, one of the biggest things, of course, which attests to the load time, but there was a lot of times that I would get in uh, to an online match, and the, like half the town wasn't even loaded in. I'd be walking around, and like I'd see like big ass like white buildings with no color to them, or the floor would be missing, or you know there was scorchers that were like running across the the map, that their arms were all stretched out, and they were glitched, and oh dude, it's so irritating. But you know now that's not the case because they updated it, and yes. Yes, I feel for anybody that really, really put their financial, um, their financial heart into this game. But I have to say, I have to look at it a little different because I did get a review code for this game, so I didn't pay any money for it. So I think, in the aspect with me, it is the it is a refreshing thing to see updates coming to Fallout because. Um, now I have a reason to download it again and play it. And that's what I've been doing. Um, And another reason why I'm giving Fallout 76 a big chance is because of Nuclear Winter. Nuclear Winter is like... I'm tripping, dude. Like, it is so much fun. It is so much fun. Battle Royale modes um, sometimes don't really grab me that much. Fallout um, is, of course, something completely different. But um, one... one game that I just cannot play is Fortnite. I can't. I'm, I'm horrible at building. I'm horrible at doing half the stuff that you have to do in that game to even win a, a match. Um, but I've played PUBG before. I've played uh, Battlefield 5's Firestorm. Um, and it's almost like with nuclear winter, it's the addition of all of these, uh, because you could switch back and forth from first person to third person, of course, like any fallout game. And I know you could do that in games like, you know, PUBG, but still like, I think that that right there, switching from first person to third person really gives me advantage while I'm playing. Because for the most part, like if I'm if I'm shooting at somebody, I usually switch to first person. But while I'm exploring or going from you know one area to an, an, another or trying to run from the nuclear storm, um, I'm in third person so I could see better. And also, you know, with Fallout, you can stretch the camera out as well to get a further off you know you know viewer basis. And I think that. That's another thing that holds it up against a lot of other ones. So um, another thing, too, about Nuclear Winter is that, you know, while you're playing the game, you can set it to where you can see their hit points. Um, So if you're shooting somebody, you can see how much damage you're doing to them. Um, The guns show exactly how much damage they do, um, which a lot of games do not provide that at all. Um, And also just the uniqueness, I guess, of the game. Um, Having the ability of being able to find... Like four nuclear codes and a nuclear briefcase and then like dropping a nuclear bomb on the map while you're playing is freaking awesome, dude. Like, I really, really love that That um, different, uh, I guess, uh, I don't know really how to say it. I just love that you have the ability of having something that, of course, it's themed with Fallout, but a nuclear bomb. Not only does it, not only does it, you know, kill people that are in its local area, but also if a nuclear bomb hits or the firestorm starts getting really small, a lot of big enemies will come out. You'll have really uh, radiated um, enemies that'll come out, like NPCs uh, or you know, enemy AI. Uh, like the nuclear bat or whatever. You know, I saw that a couple of times sort it flew out trying to chase us down. Shooting shockwaves at us. Um, and then, you know, crazy-ass nuclear crabs or whatever. I can never remember their names. I'm sorry. Don't hate me. But that's one of the reasons why I'm going to give it another chance. Because I'm also really excited to see what the DLC is going to be in the long run for the story mode. I want to see what the NPCs are going to be about. Like, is it going to be kind of uh, half- of what Fallout 4 is, are we going to see like a total reintroduction of NPCs in the game? Like walking through, running up on an NPC um, and being able to just have a crazy ass, you know, thing. Or walking to a town and there's a shit ton of NPCs and they're like interacting. I'm totally down for that. So... With that being said, let's go ahead and move down into some video game news discussions. Um, and of course, first off, we got to talk about this, which I'm an idiot. The other day, whenever we did the podcast, I'm like, I think I'm done with Black Ops 4. Um, you know, I want to just play World War 2. Why? I don't know why. I don't know why. Um, but I have totally forgot there was more DLC coming to the game. So... Um, Black Ops 4's Operation Apocalypse Z is here. It is available now for all to play. Um, and I'm going to tell you guys right now, the stuff that I played earlier was freaking awesome. There is um, there is a new specialist called uh, Synth, and it's a high-powered heavy machine gun war uh, bot. Um, and it's pretty cool. I mean, I'm not really excited about the, the specialist, I guess. <laughs> It's not not like my biggest concern. There's certain things that I highlighted in this um, little PR thing that we got sent. Um, so, of course, um, the main blackout map has a big update. With that uh, update, you see, you know, they it's supposed to be real apocalyptic. So, um, the leaves, the falling leaves have been turned into embers. There's like murderous crows that are flying all around. Um, also... Um, while you are playing as well, there are new zombies, um, in the map. Uh, so you could be in the middle of an area and like some crazy ass scary fucking zombies come running up and attack you. Um, (coughs) which I'm, I'm really excited about. I'm always down for them to do more zombie maps and more zombie content because I just love everything about call of duty zombie. Um, <clears throat> then there is a thing called the Haunting Fog, a new limited time quads playlist. The Haunting Fog introduces uh, an eerie fog that shrouds the gameplay space. Uh, jump into this playlist and discover new tactics and strategies to engage your opponents. You'll need a loot. Uh, you'll need to loot up. Think smart uh, in your engagements and utilize your resources as much as possible to claim victory for your quad. So um, that's pretty cool. Um, and then there is an Alcatraz Portals map. Uh, The prison island is now shrouded in darkness. Welcome to Alcatraz Nightfall, a darker take on the Blackout redeployed map. The new map will feature new game modes. uh, Well, it actually features only one game mode, Alcatraz uh, Portals Horde, which is a Horde mode version of the game, which I'm totally down. Um, So there's a good chunk of little playlists now in, in Blackout. Um, There's Quads, Duos, Solo, Quads Fog, and Alcatraz Portals Horde, which is really, really cool. It's a total new game mode. You got 40 players in Quad, um, and while you're taking each other on, you not only face off against the undead, you face off against Brutes, you face off against Hellhounds, and uh, I'm totally going to play this. I haven't had a chance to really sit down with it yet, but I do plan on sitting down with it sometime tonight. So... Um, another thing as well is there's some new weapons there's new zombified arm melee weapons uh, I think it's called the bla- the backhander um, which is <laughs> ridiculous I'm sure it adds into the hum- humiliation um, but then there's a new shotgun a new crossbow I think there's even a melee weapon that's like a stop sign that's got some saw thing on it I know that's what I'm seeing in the image so I would think Um, But I'm guessing from what I see in this image, too, there's going to be new stuff that you can wear that's like apocalyptic, which is going to be really cool. Um, The Black Ops 4 multiplayer content. There's a new game mode called Sticks and Stones, um, and it's a free-for-all based multiplayer mode. Players compete uh, with a bare minimum of armaments, crossbows, ballistic knives, and combat axe. Pretty sure they had a game mode like this before. Um, in like black ops 3 I'm almost 100% sure in this game the players with the highest score win however combat axe kill bankrupts the players wow that's crazy um, that would be really aggravating <laughs> like in a good way but that would be pretty aggravating if you're if you're playing and doing really good and then somebody does a you know combat axe kill on you and you lose everything so all right, so now we're getting down into the real nitty-gritty right here. i really, really excited about this. Alpha Omega is the newest zombie experience, um, f- and it features Primus and Ultimus, uh, the cast of the Aether um, storyline. Uh, I'm very, very excited about this. It looks super, super cool. Um, and what's really crazy is that this entire mode is uh, basically you journey to a secret broken... uh, This is what it says. Journey to a secret broken area facility at Nuketown where you fight to survive the zombie horde um, with a few new enemies. I'm totally down. Like, I played some of it earlier. It was in this, you know, updated Nuketown map. It looks so good, guys. It's so, so good. I'm really, really excited to play more onto it as well. Um, Then there is a new multiplayer map called the Shadow or Deer Sension I don't know. Um, it is. Uh, it says, travel through time to 1945 where a fallen giant, quote unquote, has leaked a mysterious blue substance across the unsuspecting town. Multiplayer map, Shadow, leans on zombie history to create a unique battleground centered around a fallen giant. Looks pretty cool. Then there's another multiplayer map called Remnant. Uh, it is set in the Louisiana Marsh uh, and there's some pretty crazy stuff that happens there as well. Uh, It says, this larger side map features a bizarre number of objects on display for those who dare to enter the repository. And there's also a little uh, item that has a thirst for blood that has laid waste to the entire museum staff and visitors. So it sounds like a pretty crazy ass map. And also, it has been announced that a reimagined multiplayer Havana, the multiplayer map Havana from Black Ops is here and man oh man am I excited to play in it once again so that's just some highlights from uh that's some highlights from the pr thing that we got recently uh about the new update to uh coming to call of duty we're very very excited uh to play more about this and uh you know hopefully we'll be doing some streaming as well something else i think we're a little excited about probably a little too excited for for um for somebody that uh loves all things uh mortal Kombat. ed boone and the team have revealed the look of Sindel And uh, she looks pretty freaking crazy I could say so myself But what's great about it as well Is that it, you could see that they have Changed with the times They've made Sindel uh, kind of more Centralized around that new art style That they have in the game um, Now I'm going to tell you one thing That has kind of pissed me off a little bit um, And it has nothing to do with The, the team uh, As a whole it Has nothing to do with the game Um, has to do with the Mortal Kombat community and some of the people that are um, some of the people that are part of it Um, I'm a little upset because of some of the misogynistic comments that I've seen recently uh, talking about how her chest is not big enough Um, they did it again they destroyed Sindel where's the boobs blah 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 I mean, like, for real, dude. Like, I'm, I'm rubbing my face right now because it's 2019, man. I mean, grow the fuck up. Like, grow up. Who cares about that shit, dude? Like, I care about Mortal Kombat 11 because it is an amazing, amazing fighting game. Like, the fact that there's still people out there that say these comments that, I mean, it just pisses me off, dude. Like, I, I don't really know how else to say it. Um, I know I've made my mistakes in the past whenever I was younger, um, 18, 19, 20, um, making stupid misogynistic comments um, because I just didn't know better. You know, um, I live in Texas and I said stuff a lot of times that just, you know, it's just stupid shit, you know. And of course now, you know, I have kids, I got a family. Uh, and I'm in my right mind and I mean like it's just so dumb to say this shit on a consistent basis about video games constantly as I said you know we've seen this with a lot of other games like Tomb Raider and all this other shit just grow up bro just grow up whoever it is I don't care male, female I don't care if you're a cat just grow up stupid it's just, I'm, I'm all about playing the games. I don't care if somebody's big, small, the color of their skin. I don't care their sexual orientation, what what they are. It doesn't matter. Like, just stop the bullshit. Stop the stupid-ass comments. Um, so, I know I got a little too mad about that, but still, it just it irritates me. Crash Team Racing. Nitro Fuel dominates the global sales charts now of course most of you guys know your boy celeb got a chance to play the game uh at e3 got a chance to of course give them a e3 nomination award and finally got a chance to review the game and i gave it a five out of five it was one of the best kart racing games that i have ever played in my life It is amazing definitely make sure to check it out if you are a crash uh, racing fan or just a crash bandicoot fan uh, definitely make sure to check it out, especially now the Grand Prix is available um, and uh, there's more updates coming to the game in the long run with more maps, more characters, um, more customization. Um, and I can't help but be excited because, you know, we're a very competitive household here. So me and Derek are going to be constantly con- competing in that game, trying to see who does better. But anyways, according to data shared by Games Industry um by gamesindustry.com uh, Crash Team Racing retained its position despite several new releases the chart uh, the chart, which includes physical and digital sales was also impacted by Steam summer sales resulting in older releases like Sleeping, Dog, uh, Sleeping Dogs Definitive Edition, Tom Clancy's Rainbow 6 and more popping up in the top 10. Judgment uh, was another winner this week considering the fact that the game just came out is a pretty big thing Um, So this is from June 30th, Crash Team Racing Nitro-Fueled. Crash Team Racing Nitro-Fueled came in first, Super Mario Maker 2 came in second, Um, F1 2019 came in third, Tom Clancy's (coughs) Rainbow Six came in fourth, Judgment came in fifth, Assassin's Creed Odyssey came in sixth, Sleeping Dog Definitive Edition came in seventh, FIFA 19 came in eighth, Grand Theft Auto V came in ninth, and Mario Kart Eight Deluxe came in tenth Nintendo does not share Digital sale figures at all Most of these uh, stories that you've heard So far are are, Oh my god I can't even talk Are uh, sourced from PlayStation Lifestyle um, So definitely make sure to check them out But that is a pretty big thing Uh, Crash Team Racing Up on number one compared to Mario Kart Watch your back Mario Crash is coming for you um, so that's pretty pretty awesome. I'm just really really excited for the team. Bnox, you're amazing. Activision, um, I, I think they're they're really awesome for letting Beanox do this. Um, but I'm just I'm over the moon for this team. They're so passionate about the games that they make. They're so passionate about this game and this universe. So um, I would definitely say check it out. There's some really great content coming that way. So another story right here. Source from here's trulysentlinks.com my boy Jordan doing what he does posting on a consistent basis Amazon Studios working on a new Lord of the Ring MMO Amazon Game Studio a division of amazon.com today announced it will be collaborating with Louis Technology Holding Limited and Middle Earth Enterprises to develop a uh, develop and publish a new free to pay free to play massively multiplayer online game Based on the Milestone franchise um, that, you know, of course, was done by J.R.R. Tolkien. No release date has been set, of course, for the game yet, but it is going to be set in the world of Middle Earth. um, And they're trying to make this the most immersive experience uh, yet for a Lord of the Rings game. Now, with that being said, the Lord of the Rings Online released in 2007 um, and was met with relatively good reviews. And it's still live today. So... Um, that game's been what 12 years it's been up Um, so I think this will be good for um, for fans of the game the Amazon Game Studios um, and Louis uh, I'm obviously butchering that will um, work together developing this game for PC and consoles Um, and Amazon Game Studios will market and publish the title globally uh, with the expectation uh, with the exception actually of China which will be managed By Loeo And uh, this is a collaboration Bringing both these game studios to make a live service Work fairly well So pretty cool man and I'm sorry I've totally Butchered that that game company name Um, But whatever I did the best I could Okay back off Um, I guess it's exciting That they're coming out with a new Lord of the Rings game but at the same Time it's like There's already one out there So why (laughs) But I don't know man I mean, Amazon has been talking about it since um, What? Since 2017 I think uh, They've been talking about making A a, a game that was uh, Based on the Lord of the Rings So, I mean, that's cool I think it's going to be great But, I mean Are are all these people that are playing Lord of the Rings online Is that service going to shut down? Is it going to stay open? We're going to have two Lord of the Ring MMOs going on at the same time? Uh, I hope not So uh, I hope for the betterment of both of those games that they don't run at the same exact time. Um, With that being said, we can move into our next topic. Obsidian assures us that the Outer Worlds will not be a politically charged game. According to the developer of Obsidian Entertainment, the upcoming first-person shooter RPG, the Outer Worlds will not be politically charged. Uh, there's a lot of games out there now that do have political charges in the actual story um, but you know they don't plan on doing that the creative director of obsidian said he is trying to be very careful not to lecture players saying it is the last thing that we want to do Um, he goes on to comment and says i like money i'm not against capitalism and in a lot of ways i'm happy with our society but of course there's always things There's always a lot of things that can be improved upon. We started development in April 2016, and a couple of things happened in the world, politics-wise, between then and now, and nobody expected. We weren't expecting what we saw, and it kind of shocked us all. Um, It can be uh, insidious. The uh, The way which people control the stories you tell about the world if you let people control the narrative, then they can control you and certain, uh, to a certain degree, which is correct. Um, that can uh, that can form. Wait, wait, wait. That can be. Any- yeah, yeah. That can be any form of government. If it wasn't capitalism, it could be something else. I don't want people to think about this really hard uh, with politically charged games. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be humorous. Obsidian stance isn't unlike Ubisoft's. Um, but is un- isn't unlike Ubisoft's, but both companies claim their products are apolitical, blah, 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 blah. Um, and this is sourced from PlayStation Lifestyle, so definitely make sure to check them out. Um, <clears throat> with that being said, uh, I totally actually agree uh, that there's a lot of times I think politics and religion and all that stuff should stay out of video games. Um, I would rather just play a game... I'd rather just play a game that just has some crazy ass news story, new characters, a bunch of stuff um, and not have political stuff in there. And yes, I'm somebody that that used to be very conservative. And now I am not um, not the biggest. Um, I'm, I'm not the I know it's crazy coming from somebody that's in Texas. Uh, I'm not a fan of Donald Trump. Uh, I'm not a fan of a lot of things going on right now in this country. And, uh, as I said, I used to be a conservative and I do not consider myself that way at all anymore. Um, but with that being said, I do make a disconnect. I make a disconnect with gaming. I make a disconnect with my personal life. There's always going to be people that are going to have a difference of opinions. And what I think what the, uh, the creative director is trying to say here is that sometimes, you know, in games, you should have that disconnect. You know, don't always, you don't always have to have that political charge or that, uh, have the, you know, have it brought up on a constant basis. Cause I play video games to escape from the world we're in. I don't want to play a video game, be reminded about how shitty our world is right now. So, um, you know, big shout outs to them for, uh, for being that way uh, of trying to just, you know, leave it down to the players to make their narrative, what they want their narrative to be. I guess it's the best way of saying it. So outside of gaming news, we got something pretty crazy. Um, I'm very excited for this. The new Mulan trailer has dropped. Um, Mulan will be coming out March 27th. Um, It is a live-action Disney film. But, (coughs) like we had recently with the Ariel fiasco, of people freaking out because Ariel could possibly be played by an African-American, which just pisses me off that people are... Uh, Are are so close minded That like okay She's she isn't so what She's not white who gives a shit Who cares Like if they want to cast somebody else for the For the damn movie just let it happen You know everyone's freaking out about This shit and it's I mean bro it's a Fucking mermaid dude It is a mermaid I mean damn man I mean it's just So childish so what I was talking about Earlier Uh, There's a lot of childish-ass bullshit constantly going on in the world. that just pisses me off. But with this Mulan trailer, people are freaking out for another reason. They're freaking out because there's no music in the movie. Now, there will be music to an extent, but from what is being said, this movie will take a more serious tone and kind of push the legend of Mulan a little bit more to what she was supposedly supposed to be um, in this legend. uh, A woman that was forced into a marriage that ended up taking her father's spot and showing out like tenfold. Going full on crazy and whooping the shit out of all these badass people. So um, I'm very excited for this movie. I'm glad there is that kind of like more serious undertone to it. Of course, as somebody that, you know, grew up as, you know, I was born in 87, watched, uh, grew up through the whole main amount of the 90s, watched most of these big Disney movies in the theater. Um, and I can understand why people want, you know, Mushu back. They want, you know, the singing and the craziness of the first one, um, you know, and especially the singing with the soldiers and all this shit. It's really funny and really cool, but like, that's not what we're moving into. And I understand that Disney does have The Lion King coming out very soon that has. A lot of the same tones as the first one, a lot of the same songs as the first one, but still, like, they want to take this Mulan movie in a different direction. And I'm totally down. Like, I'm very, very excited to see what they're going to do with this. Um, so, uh, I think, I think I can, I don't know, man. I can, I guess I can understand why people are kind of upset because they want to have that that I guess mystical and and wonder of of the first one of having you know like uh, their family watching over them this whole time and the moose shoots this dragon and all this other stuff whatever but I just think that this movie is going to be so much more successful with the serious undertones that it's going to have I think that it is going to um, I think that it is going to be probably hopefully one of Disney's most successful live-action films um to date so i'm down i'm ready let's go see it so with that being said moving back into gaming news it has been officially announced today that the nintendo switch Lite will launch this september a newer cheaper version of the nintendo switch Lite has of uh, the nintendo switch has been revealed um though uh it was rumored for quite some time and even leaked uh, through an accessory company last month today. Nintendo has formally announced the Nintendo switch Lite will be coming in September as uh, actually September 20th and will launch at hundred and ninety nine dollars Nintendo You just locked up the handheld market, baby No ifs ands or buts Totally locked up the handheld market with the announcement and release of this of this system um, It is super crazy because this game this this system is a full-on mobile system no joy cons instead they are built directly into the system itself um, and you can sync other controls to it as well you can sync the pro controller and different joy cons um, it's just super crazy to me man it's super crazy to me Nintendo is constantly coming out with new things um, especially handheld wise. And I think they dominate everything, dude. They're they're dominating the entire handheld gaming market. Even whenever you come down to like mobile gaming with phones, I think they're still dominating this market like tenfold. Um, my boy Jordan did this article. It says right here, it's also a little bit smaller, uh, at 3.6 inches high and 8.2 inches long with the switch the standard switch being four high and nine point four inches long so it's not as long which is great and the height is really not that bad uh it says more importantly the touchscreen uh has shrank a tiny bit it comes in at 5.5 compared to the original 6.2 so you are moving down closer to like a mobile mobile screen i guess kind of um but the battery life has been improved. Um, offering up to an extra hour of play time with certain games. So this is very big, dude. I'm telling you, $199? Like, bro. $199. Now think about that, dude. <coughs> For the most part, $199. You can go out and buy a system. Yes, you can't have it in dock mode. But you could buy a system... That can play games like, you know, Breath of the Wild, Super Mario Odyssey on the go. On the go. And it's very, very mobile now. Now, with me, yes, this is very exciting. And I if I had the extra money, I would go and buy one just so I can have a console to travel with. But with that being said, I would still say that I think that I was I would rather get the docked version of the Nintendo because with the docked version you are gonna get the full 1080p experience. With the undocked version, you're gonna get something lower which is closer to 720p. But that's really not that bad though for it being something that's gonna be mobile and also being able to play games like you know, the upcoming Doom Eternal, um, also be able to play games like The Witcher. Bro, playing The Witcher on the go? Nintendo, you just wrapped up the entire year, dude. You wrapped up the year. This thing is going to sell like hotcakes. It's coming in multiple different colors. Um, Of course, it can't connect to your TV, but this is the light version. Okay? So there's no dock. There's no kickstand. It is a full-on mobile version of the Nintendo Switch, and I'm totally down. Very, very excited. Um, Also, San Diego Comic-Con is coming very soon. um, And this is really cool, man. Kind of gets me very excited for Rise of the Skywalker. New San Diego Comic-Con exclusives have been revealed. And the Sith Trooper uh, has been revealed for uh, the Rise of Skywalker. So the Sith Trooper kind of looks a merger. Looks like a merger of the Dark Troopers um, from... from, oh my gosh, of course I can't think of it, from the previous Star Wars film. Uh, I'm really excited about it, um, and I think that um, I think that these characters, hopefully they're going to play a pivotal part in the movie, because they are slimmed, they are uh, they do look like the new stormtroopers, but they have like these edges on them, more kind of like rigid look, um, and I mean, Sith troopers, of course that means they're going to be Protecting something, who knows? Hopefully, it has something to do with the Emperor. I would be, I would be really shocked if it wasn't something to do with the Emperor. But who knows, man? Um, I mean, but damn, like think about that trailer—the Emperor laughing at the end, the cracked in half, you know, uh, Death Star. Like, why would it be there? Why would they have the Emperor laugh? Why would the, the actor who played the Emperor show up at Star Wars Celebration and say, Rule it again. Like, obviously, he's got to be in the movie. So, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm so, so excited. Of course, I'm not as excited as Jordan is. You know, Jordan is a Star Wars freak You should see everything he has Alright, so with that being said We're kind of wrapping up this short episode Of the Second Opinion Podcast And uh, lastly, I want to talk about QuakeCon 2019 And what I want to see We only got 15 days until QuakeCon 2019 So I'm really excited I'm ready to see all things Quake All things Balls And all things BYOC I don't know why I was trying to sound like Duke Nukem I'm <laughs> I don't even know how to say it <laughs> I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum. I can't do it. That sounds horrible. That sounds like a mixture of it's like a sick Duke Nukem that had sex with Optimus Prime and pushed out this half mutant robot baby. Dada. Anyway, so <laughs> uh, quick on 2019 is right around the corner. We're very excited to to check out some of the stuff. We don't have our full schedule yet, but I wanted to talk about five things that I hope we get to see at the event. So, of course, um, as a I guess uh, an honorable mention, uh, one of the main things I really want to see is the BYOC to see the custom PCs that are there and the really cool um, uh, the really cool designs um, because you know these people put their heart and soul into building these PCs to showcase their show off their friends. Uh, And I'm very, very excited to see what everybody has in store this year. Um, But number one, I want to see exclusive Doom Eternal gameplay. Now, I know I got to see exclusive Doom Eternal gameplay while I was at E3. I got to play the game, but I want to see more. I need more Doom. It's not coming out until November, so I need more in my life. Hopefully, we'll be able to have a chance to sit down and play the game uh, and maybe even share some of the gameplay with you guys. That would be fantastic. Um, but you never know. We got to do that last year with Rage. Hopefully, we'll be able to do it this year with Doom Eternal. Another thing I'd like to see that is a really big um, is, is a really big possible chance that we're not going to be able to see um, gameplay from either Death Loop or Ghostwire. So both of these games look really interesting. Death Loop is like you know you're on this island. You're constantly dying because someone's killing you, and every time you get killed, you're reanimated. Um, You're trying to turn the device off, and this other chick's like, fuck you. Uh, This is my life. This is what I like doing, blah, 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 blah. So you got to, you know, it's a constant life or death situation. Um, And I think Deathloop looks very interesting. I want to see more with that game. But one that I'm really, really interested about is, of course, um, Tango Gameworks Ghostwire Tokyo. Man this game totally shocked me at the Bethesda press conference. It looks so unique so great coming from Tango Gameworks You know Shinji Mikami behind all this. I am so Ready for this game. I can't tell you how ready I am for this game Uh, If you haven't seen a lot about this game It's kind of like the rapture happens people start disappearing and then a bunch of crazy shit starts happening um, you see these like zombie-style characters making these people disappear. You see this hero-type guy come and walk up with an arrow, and he's like taking them all on. Shoots out this like big-ass plasma thing that like you know stops a bunch of other bad people. That's a horrible description of what we saw, but uh, it looks really great, and I'm very excited for it. So, um, with that being said, uh, my third uh, on the list, uh, something I want to see at QuakeCon. The announcement of more Doom Eternal Collector's editions in stock. (laughs) Please, please, Bethesda Gods, put Doom Eternal Collector's Edition back in stock. Figure something out so I can get me a PS4 Collector's Edition of Doom Eternal. I didn't even have close enough time while I was at E3. Literally, right when they hit Amazon, I went on and tried to check, and they were gone. Um, And of course, as always, scalpers trying to charge uh out the wazoo for it you know there's some guys that are that aren't charging too bad but the main amount of people that bought it and they're selling it on ebay and whatever else are trying to charge like 500 for it so it's just bullshit it just pisses me off so um but please but that's the gods let that happen i want to see more of these back in stock so i can get the collector's edition um number four more fallout 76 dlc I would love to sit down and see some gameplay of some DLC. I'd love to even check out what the NPCs are going to look like and play like in Fallout 76 when the announcement or when the update drops. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm down, man. I'm down. I'm reinvested in Fallout 76. I think you guys made a lot of good decisions in the recent updates. Um, and I think that... Uh, uh, I Think that I really want to see some DLC of that. So um, I know there's more DLC of course coming, but I want to see actual um, I want to see actual gameplay from it. Of course, you know We got all a lot of other games that are gonna possibly be showcased, but I want my last on the list I want a surprise announcement from the event. Um, I would love 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 some type of crazy-ass surprise um of you know either starfield uh or uh elder scrolls uh, you know a, a trailer for one of them um it would be great but um i just don't think it's gonna happen but like i said with that being said um it is uh with that being said it is time to end this episode and i'm really really uh really excited for things that are coming soon uh of course with um with QuakeCon. With all the stuff we have set um, in the coming weeks, live streaming, podcasting, and more. Hopefully, we're going to be able to bring you guys some really great content, too, um, over these next couple of weeks we'll, uh, with with setting up, hopefully, interviews, uh, gameplay from the event, uh, and, of course... All of our coverage from San Diego Comic-Con. So definitely make sure to check us out at Centaleaks.com for some of the latest and greatest geek news, movie news, and gaming news. Great content and great content creators right over at Cineleaks. If you do listen to this on Anchor, try some of the other other listening uh, devices as well. Uh, Listening platforms. We're on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Google Play. Uh, Soon we'll be on Podbeam. We'll be on uh, YouTube, Facebook, all different types of stuff. Really trying to look into uh, better ways of getting the podcast out to you guys. Um, And I think that's it. I want to give a big shout out to my boy, Jordan. Big shout out to my boy, Matt. Big shout out to my boy, Jesus. And of course, big shout out to my boy, TJ and Bolts. My boys. Uh, All my boys. Big shout outs. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Anyways, uh, episode 269 is coming next week. So definitely make sure to check us out. And thanks for listening. Peace.